Welcome back to Jackson Share Sports Radio. It's been two months since July. We are back. It's September 13th that I'm recording this. You will probably listen to this on September 14th or whenever you are listening to this. But we're back. And week one of the NFL has been played. Week two starts Thursday night, September 14th at 8.15 p.m., excuse me. Uh, where the Vikings will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. That should be a great game. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to reflect on week one. So let's get right into it. So I think I'm not going to be the only one to say that the Lions went into Arrowhead after the Chiefs had won a Super Bowl. They did their ceremony. They got their rings. Whatever happened, right. It's a new season, you know? And that's that's the reality here. The, the new season is here. And everything last season, great. You won the Super Bowl last season. It's a, don't get me wrong. It's an outstanding accomplishment. But listen, it's a new season. Teams are better. Teams are worse. Things change. Players get better. And that is the reality for the Kansas City Chiefs. And listen, you won a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league right now. But we saw the clear absence of Kelsey and the his lack of the, the presence of the lack of his presence on the field, we saw the effects of that firsthand as view- viewers of, of this game. Um, and, and the Lions, you know, credit to them. Jared Goff, you know, just really putting up an outstanding all-around performance. He had to run a couple times. He had the ability to throw. Amon Ross St. Brown caught a nice touchdown um, for the Lions. And a key component of the Lions offense was the 21 carries from David Montgomery with 74 yards and one touchdown. Their run game was pretty solid. So really surprising there from the Lions. Um, another surprise, and you know, I'm sure everyone is shocked about this, is the Bengals and the Browns. Jamar Chase trash-talked. And we've honestly, you know what, from two LSU guys, we saw from Jamar Chase, we saw it from Brian Kelly. They both trash-talked, and it back, backfired for both of them. Jamar Chase backfired uh, when he started trash-talking and said, stuff about the Browns not being able to guard him and stuff like that. Um, and the Brian Kelly uh, statements made, he's the LSU head coach. Um, the statements that he made, he said that he is a, like a thousand percent confident that they're going to win the game against Florida state. They can do it. They're the better ranked team. A lot of people were saying, and they're going to win. Well, you know, they got crushed and the same thing happened to Jamar chase and the Bengals. as I mean, Deshaun Watson didn't even have a, that good of a game. He rushed for a touchdown. He threw for a touchdown, 154 yards, a touchdown and an interception. I mean, really not a great uh, looking game from him, but amazing from Nick Chubb with 18 carries for 106 yards. And that really was the storyline of the day. You know, the, the Bengals had three points. They were not able to put up anything. Chase was bottled up. Um, Denzel Ward was all over Jamar Chase. Um, T Higgins had a goose egg, zero receptions, zero yards. Uh, zero, zero engagement in that game. So really just disappointment all around, and especially making Joe Burrow the highest-paid quarterback with $275 million going to his name. I mean, really? And and he's going to put up that type of performance? Now, honestly, I don't give him um, – I, I think this is really the start of something for the Bengals this season, and I think that first game was just a hiccup as this – First week was an entire hiccup for the entire league. A lot of crazy 
things, especially with the Chiefs and the Lions game. And there's a lot more, but uh, I only have a couple minutes that I will unpack this in because um, I know you guys have all you guys have lives, and I want to make sure that you guys are entertained for the time listening to this podcast. So, you know, for the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, honestly, the the next steps are just going into Week Two, level headed, going against the Baltimore Ravens, a tough defense, a really explosive offense, and really just doing their thing. And, you know, Joe Burrow just needs to get back into his groove of things. Joe Burrow really was out of training camp, didn't have the opportunity to play at the highest level of football. Um, And, of course, his injury kept him out of training camp. So he literally took his first snaps beside, you know, not, not even in the preseason. He took his first snaps this game. And it really showed the lack of practice and the amount of catching up he's going to have to do. So, yeah, that was a crazy game. I couldn't believe the result there. Another crazy result, the Buccaneers march into Minnesota and beat Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings on opening day. Now, Kirk Cousins really didn't have that bad of a game, thrown for 344 yards, two touchdowns, and unfortunately an interception. Jefferson had nine receptions for 150 yards. Now, Really, that's a great stat line. That's that's an amazing stat line from a top-tier receiver and a great quarterback. Uh, by the way, if you have not watched Quarterbacks on Netflix, I recommend that you do. It's really amazing to see the behind-the-scenes and the preparation that Kirk Cousins puts in every week. Now, it just may seem like a football game and another day at the office, you know, whatever, another ch- another day playing a children's game. But listen, this is their job. They're getting paid millions of dollars to do their job. And I think Kirk did a great job of that, actually, on on Sunday. Just really could not get any defensive stops. And Baker Mayfield was just on point. There was a report today that Baker Mayfield actually knew the signs and the signals of the Minnesota Vikings and was able to pick apart their defense, throwing for 173 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. So a great game from Baker Mayfield all around. He was able to find Mike Evans actually in the end zone um, on top of Mike Evans' six receptions and 66 yards. On 10 targets. Keep that in mind. And Chris Godwin also had an amazing day with five receptions for 51 yards. So honestly, a team that no one thought would be good. Zero, zero expectations with the Buccaneers. No one thought, right? Brady's gone. Great. Baker Mayfield. You you could pick up a guy at Publix, you know, a guy from the supermarket to quarterback that team and they would win. But listen. I give credit to Todd Bowles. I give credit to the entire offensive staff. Great job going into Minnesota and beating the Minnesota Vikings. So that was another crazy game that I have I had to break down. You know, this really wasn't I'll I'll talk about this for a second, but good for the New Orleans Saints getting their first win against the Tennessee Titans. You know, Derrick Henry did not have a great game. They really were all over him and just a, just a great game from Derek Carr. 305 yards, touchdown, and interception. A great get-right game. Get right with the city of New Orleans. Get right with the fans. Get right with the players, your teammates, and the coach. Chris Olave had a great game. Eight receptions, 112 receiving yards. Amazing. So that was really, really fun to watch and a great game coming down to the wire. Saints win it 16-15. to 15. This is really not really a – this is not a shock. I was uh, – Kind of 
just expecting this, but you know, I have to report on it. The 49ers go into Pittsburgh and just blow out the Steelers 30 to seven. That's all I got to say about it. McCaffrey with 152 yards and a touchdown, which he broke for about 60 or 70 yards. Definitely go watch that highlight. And Brandon Ayuk had an outstanding week, eight receptions, 129 yards and two touchdowns. Brock Purdy looked amazing. Another crazy upset. I wouldn't say this was crazy, but a really good day from Jordan Love and the Packers um, at, at beating the Bears in Soldier Field, which many thought would beat the Packers. Justin Fields really did not have a great day, but the Packers went in and won 38-20 to with an outstanding performance from Jordan Love with 245 yards, three passing touchdowns. Aaron Jones went off as well with two receptions for 86 yards and a touchdown. He also had a rushing touchdown before sadly um, getting injured and pulling his hamstring, it seemed. So he's questionable going into week two. So another game I would say that was really, really crazy to me was the Eagles and the Patriots and just how close that game was. Mac Jones had an incredible day. Jalen Hurts really did not play that well, but Mac Jones stepped up to the occasion. He knew that they had the reigning NFC champions coming into their house They had to show him who's boss, and they had to stick with him. And the Eagles ended up taking this game 25-20. to But listen, a well-coached game from Bill Belichick and an amazing throwing game for Mac Jones. 316 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. I mean, I I really don't know what else to say about that. That was a solid performance for Mac Jones. If I'm Bill Belichick, I'm not asking for anything more. I will say that defensively, you know, you're in the rain. It's not great conditions. I personally don't think that the Eagles should have won this game. And the last drive of the game had Mac Jones and and the offense in the prime position to win the game. So I really um I, I really think that the Patriots could have won this game, and I think they're right there in this season and the in the in their division and in the AFC. I think they are one of the premier teams of the of the league, of the AFC, and I think that they will do some damage to this AFC East division. But, you know, I, I, this, this podcast can't go on without talking about the Dolphins and the Chargers. Now, I get it. We, we have two other things that I can talk about. I'm, I'm going to talk about two other games in a second. But can we just acknowledge Tua Tagovailoa, 466 yards. That is right, 466 yards, three touchdowns passing, an interception. Eckler had a great day rushing. But Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 215 yards receiving, and two touchdowns. You got to be kidding, right? The man is a beast. Dropped 45 points in fantasy this week in my league. Whoever went against him, I wish you the best of luck because that was a dogfight. The defenses were getting torched all day. Xavier Howard could not keep his hands off of any receiver that he was guarding. He, I think he had three penalties himself that day. Incredible from the offenses. Justin Herbert did a great job maintaining that gap between the Dolphins throughout the entire game, and he managed to stick with this high-powered offense. So we got to see a offensive duel, and it really was fun to watch, but the Dolphins ended up taking this one 36-34. to So I guess reacting to the next couple games, you know, the Rams and the Seahawks. The Rams were not expected to win this game, but they went into Seattle and they conquered Seattle. 
Stafford had a great game without Cooper Cup for the first four weeks. But really, you know, the games that I really want to talk about. This is madness. Absolute insanity from all four of these teams. So the Dallas Cowboys, they march into New York. And I'm I'm on my way home from a drive. I'm out with my friends. Uh, It's been a long day. I'm literally about to go and watch the game. And I see, I'm tracking it on ESPN. I see Saquon Barkley going off on the first drive. They get into field goal range. They're literally about to score a touchdown. And we turn the game on. We get home, turn the game on. And the first play we watch is a blocked field goal returned for a touchdown. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. A blocked field goal returned for a touchdown. I've, I haven't seen one of those in probably five or six years. It's, it has been a long time. And I watch Red Zone, so I have not seen that for a while. Or, I mean, it's felt like a long time for sure. So, not only that, but the next, the very next drive, Daniel Jones throws a, I think it was a Texas route, to Saquon Barkley across the middle. He gets blown up on the play, fumbles the ball, and the Cowboys run it back for another touchdown. So right now, they're winning, I think it was 19-0 to at this point because they kicked the field goal. And I, I just didn't know what to say. I was shocked, and I was going in fan in fantasy. I was going against Tony Pollard and the Dallas defense. I had zero, zero words. And it was just like that, those two touchdowns were the momentum shift of the entire game. And the Cowboys went into New York, shut out the Giants for their largest shutout victory of the entire their entire entire time as a franchise winning 40 to 0 that is the largest shutout series win for the Cowboys ever and they've won a lot of Super Bowls in their time so that is an incredible statement win for the Dallas Cowboys my overreaction is that they will still get bounced in the divisional round and honestly I think I'm saying this now Dak has something to prove. Don't get me wrong. He is not the guy. He is not the guy. Jerry Jones, if you're listening to this, I sure as hell hope you are. He's not the guy. He is not the guy. Dak Prescott will be replaced next season. That's my overreaction for that game. So, you know, it's Monday Night Football, right? That's Sunday Night Football. And now we're moving to Monday Night, right? The Bills taking on... The Jets. Aaron Rodgers on 9-11, running out with the with the American flag, the honor and just amazing standing ovation from the crowd. I was at this game, and I've never seen a crazier game in my life. I'm just going to be real with you. I've never seen a crazier game in my life than this game. So to start things off, the Bills go up 3-0 at the end of the first quarter, and I'm sitting there like, wow. This is really going to be a slow-scoring game. Defenses are going to really stay tight. And that ended up being true for the rest of the game. As the Bills scored a touchdown, Allen threw a touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs in the back of the end zone. Many Jets fans, including myself, I'm not a Jets fan, I'm a Ravens fan, but I was at the game. I thought Josh, Josh Allen crossed the line. You can go watch this back. I thought Josh Allen crossed the line of scrimmage before throwing the pass. Now I may I'm I may be wrong, but apparently his the rule is his full body needed to be across or or sorry excuse me behind the line of scrimmage 
in order for his pass to be counted. And apparently his whole body was not across the line of scrimmage, so it counted as a touchdown. The Bills went up 13-3 to going into halftime. The Jets struggling. Aaron Rodgers goes down on the fourth play, his fourth play as a Jet. And honestly, I was in, in the section looking over where he was hurt. And one of the fans said to me that he was hurt on the first couple plays of the game. The first or second play, he got hit, and they thought that that was it. You know, that was a that was a really brutal hit. And they thought that that was the start of this injury. And those other two hits that the Bills laid on him, the third and fourth plays, were just kind of the nail in the coffin. And they they kind of just, you know, they, they, they kind of just ended his career. I don't want to say his career's over, but they kind of just ended his time as a Jet. And honestly, I hate to say that. I hate to see it. Great guy, great football player. And it's it's really unfortunate. But, 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 that's not the end of it. And honestly, this was, I mean, it only gets crazier from here. And I know this is 16 minutes. I won't keep you longer than a couple more minutes. But listen, the Jets go down. Zach Wilson's in. He throws a dot to Garrett Wilson, who bobbles the ball with one hand and catches it with two hands over the defender. I've never seen a crazier catch in my life, ladies and gentlemen. I will post it on my Instagram for Jackson Share Sports Radio. Go check that out. Ridiculous. So that happens, right? And it's unbelievable to think that all this other stuff was happening at this time. Rodgers was out. But the play of the game, this game goes to overtime. The Bills have to get the ball back, right? It's after the touchdown from Garrett Wilson, the Jets are up by three points, right? They're up 16 to 13. Tyler Bass and the Bill, the, Josh Allen leads the Bills into field goal range versus the Jets. And he, they manage to get the field goal. Tyler Bass shanks. I don't want to say shanks. Sorry. Shanks is, the, is a misuse of the term. But he hits off the upright. And I thought it went out. But it apparently went in. So they went to overtime, and I, I that was that was all she wrote. After that, I mean, Josh Allen went three; they went three and out in overtime, and they punted the ball. And I said to one of my friends, "Listen, if he 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 can return this, I'm not expecting him to return it for a touchdown. I've I've never seen a punt return for a touchdown in person ever, very rare, let alone in overtime." And I said to him, "You know, let's just try to return this into field goal range." Great, right? We we win with a field goal. Not a big deal. So guess what? That very play, the Jets punt return for a touchdown in overtime. Everyone storms the field. It's happiness at MetLife Stadium. Whereas the night before was just pure depression as the Jet Giants just got slapped 40-0. to zero. But the Jets, with a glimmer of hope, take down the Buffalo Bills, which are a top-five team, in my opinion, in the NFL. So a statement win from Zach Wilson and the Jets. Prayers up to Aaron Rodgers. Um, and this is what this, the call sounded like. So there was a little audio glitch. I was not able to actually play the clip for you guys, but you guys can look up the Jets. All you have to look up is Jets punt return. That will be the first result. So you guys take a look at that. Um, I'm going to wrap things up here on Jackson Share Sports Radio. I appreciate you guys for listening. If you've made it this far, um, make sure to hit that follow button. Share this with everyone that you know. 
that's interested in sports. And, you know, who knows? They can end up coming on the show. I'm very excited. We got some premier guests lined up. We've got Michael Vick. We've got the head of security of the Dallas Cowboys scheduled to come on the show. And some more college guys. I'm super pumped. I'm super excited to be making more content for you guys. Hopefully I can make some more content with you guys on the show. And I'll see you guys in the next podcast episode. Stay safe. Keep listening to Jackson Share Sports Radio. And uh, let's go week two for the NFL season. I'm super excited. I hope you are as well. More content soon. Peace out.